Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Kim. And this is The Department, a podcast about trends and how they define the world around us. Welcome to part two of our super mini, miniature, if you will, series about shooting. Before we get into it, you know, make sure to follow us on your preferred streaming service. We have some really cool things planned and we really don't want you to miss them. We also want to hear from you about the things you would like for us to talk about. You know, we are constantly trying to source new content and, you know, be it a single episode or multi episodes, you know, we definitely want to know. Um, you can slide into our DMs or tag us on Instagram if you see something. Um, also, you know, make sure to follow us on Instagram while you're at it. It's at underscore the underscore department. Um, you can also email us or shoot us a call on our hotline. You can find them all through our website, uh, thedepartment.world, or also on the Instagram. You can find all of those links to the world of the department <laughs> and to get in contact to us with us and communicate with us and kind of be a part of everything or, you know, um, send us a, a message uh, about Chugi. Um, you know, we definitely welcome it. <laughs> and if you have a free <laughs> moment, which I know you do, literally all you need is a second, please shoot us a star rating or write us a ratings and a review on Apple Podcasts, because that pushes us up the algorithm and into mm -hmm. the ears of more listeners. So let's recap our last conversation from last week, which was not about Chugi at all. I totally catfished all of you. Um, we traveled back in time to 2014 to break down the term basic. We talked about how much we love Bridget Jones' diary. <laughs> we defended Chipotle uh, and Starbucks. <laughs> Um, and we found that the idea of basic was based in misogyny, classism, and just general insecurity about one's place in the world. And it's a term that is so entangled in consumerism. Basically, <laughs> I can't stop saying basically. Uh, it takes one's consumption habits and transforms it into a female archetype. Mm -hmm. a personality profile, which makes sense because we know that millennials really base their identity on the brands they buy and the media they enjoy consuming. Do you think I missed anything there? No, I think it definitely, it hits, it hits the spot because it basically was just, it, it's just, a, <laughs> it's just, a, it's just a carryover from the hipster world where um, hipsters were defined by what they consumed, but then the, um, the mainstream people were then defined by those things that they consumed. And then this just reached pinnacle peak during the Audis. Yeah, I really believe that this century so far is like the consumerist mm -hmm. era. Like we're reaching peak consumerism. Mm -hmm. I recorded an episode of Close Force yesterday that will be coming out in a few weeks where uh, Meredith and I, who's called into the show, uh, have talked about Spencer's, you know, the gift yes. store. Mm -hmm. I, I say gift store very loosely. Um, and basically Spencer's arose after World War II when suddenly people had a little bit more money, but also people were looking for new ways to make money. And at that point, no one ever bought anything that wasn't useful. And Spencer swooped in and was like, well, have I got some unuseful stuff for you? You know, and that's when like novelty began, yeah. you know? And I got uh, some unuseful stuff for you. <laughs> yeah. It was really, really interesting actually to work on that. And I feel like we've seen that build and build and build. And in this century, it's like, it's all about like, how much can you consume all the time? That's where your identity yeah. is based. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of scary. Yeah, well, exactly. Today, we're finally going to get into Chugi, which spoiler is also totally about what you buy and consume, of yeah. course. Right. And I promise by the time we finish this, you will understand 
why I had to spend an entire episode breaking down the concept of basic. So let's start where all great podcasts begin with another stroll over to the Irving Dictionary <laughs> so we can look up once and for all the meaning of fart hand. No, no, we're here to look up Chugi, right? We already know what fart hand is. <laughs> and if you have not listened to the first um, episode in this series about Chugi, make sure to listen. <laughs> because you otherwise know. you will never know. No. What is a fart hand? <laughs> it's not what you think. I can guarantee that. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so you remember we looked at the definitions of basic on Urban Dictionary in the last episode, and they were dark. They were cruel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely focused on women. So here's what I found for Chugi. The first one is the opposite of trendy. Stylish in middle school and high school, but no longer in style. It's kind of a burn, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, used when someone still follow, follows these out-of-date trends. This may include, but not be limited to fashion, habits on social media, and usage of slang, etc. The next definition is another way to describe aesthetics, people, experiences that are basic. Mm-hmm. See, now you're starting to see the tie-in, but I promise we're not done. We're going to talk about basics some more. Now, I know some of you are saying, Amanda, I just don't consider Urban Dictionary a reputable source. I don't believe that's what a fart hand really is. (laughs) (laughs) You and Kim are grown-ass professional women, and I want to see a more legitimate source of information. Well, don't worry. Of course, the New York Times had to get involved in this. They define Chugi as, quote, it's not quite basic, which can describe someone who is conformist or perhaps generic in their tastes, and it's not quite uncool. It's not embarrassing or even always negative. Chugi can be used broadly to describe someone who is out of date or trying too hard. And while a lot of Chugi things are associated with millennial women, the term can be applied to anyone of any gender and any age. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just going to say, though, this sounds embarrassing and negative <laughs> and uncool. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. So, okay, well, let's talk about what we've been hearing here so far. So, chuggy things are out of date, which implies a sort of ageism involved, Right. I feel like it feels insulting, but maybe because I'm so old. I don't know. Once again, just like with basic, Chugi seems to involve liking and consuming a lot of popular things. And I don't want to ruin this episode for you, but we are going to discuss some of the many, many things that are considered Chugi. And I will tell you, there's some overlap between that list and basic Mm. from the last episode. It definitely seems, I mean, I know the New York Times is arguing that it can be applied to people of any gender and any age, but I will tell you the bulk of the things that I read about Chugi definitely were associated with women, particularly millennial women. I saw a lot of she, her pronouns. (laughs) I think I, I haven't heard it used to describe anything male. I'll just say that. Yeah. I mean, and it really, and it's a lot of, it's a rag from the Gen Zs to the millennial culture where the millennial culture was kind of, it's being frowned upon um, as it's kind of like the, the trends are have peaked and people are still holding on to these kind of slightly out of date things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting because, you know, we've seen so much of the culture in this century so far be driven by millennials. Right. And it's always like millennials decide the chain restaurants suck and millennials what else did we ruin? We ruined everything, right? We ruined and literally so, everything. And so, like, the entire fate of the world was driven yes. by millennials. And I think this is the first time that millennials are seeing a challenge. Yeah, it's literally choices. within the past, I guess, a year or two, where now the Gen, Gen X crew has basically infiltrated, and now they're the trendsetters. Millennials mm-hmm. are no longer considered the trendsetters. Now, you know... Um, people are starting to look towards the Gen X and what they are considering 
to be the trendy yeah. things and, yeah. and the culture that needs to be followed. And millennials are just like basically these consumerist, <laughs> um, you know, uh, live, laugh, love crew. I know. Girl I mean, boss. it makes me, it makes me sad because I've definitely had to sit through so many meetings in my career about like, how can we get millennials to buy yes. things from us? And it was the millennials were painted as this generation that I wanted to believe we were like, it's all about experiences, not buying stuff. We've already debunked that on this podcast. Um, we care about issues, but yet we are the fast fashion generation, mm -hmm. you know, Forever 21, Fashion Nova, Boohoo, H&M, they came up on our watch, you know? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it turns out that all of the hype about millennials hasn't been 100% true. And also, millennials didn't kill everything either. So this term did originate with the Gen Zs. Uh, Gabby Rassen, like it, it's wild to me. You can actually pinpoint who coined this term, Kim. I actually read that it it started actually in the two thousands, and then it came back. Wow, interesting. So I, I was reading an article anyway. I was reading, and I read this multiple places. Gabby Rassen, who's twenty three, is a software developer in Los Angeles, and she coined the term from the New York Times. She said. She started using the word back in 2013 while attending Beverly Hills High School, which I hope was just like 90210. Um, <laughs> she wanted a way to describe people who were slightly off trend, but she couldn't quite come up with the right term, so she created her own. She said, it was a category that didn't exist. There was a missing word that was on the edge of my tongue and nothing to describe it, and Chugi came to me. How it sounded fit the meaning. And it went viral when she started using it on TikTok. It's no coincidence to me that Chugi began on TikTok. This is something I've been thinking about a lot lately mm -hmm. because TikTok is like the anti-Instagram. Yes. Influencers are not welcome on TikTok. I mean, I don't know if you saw how Danielle Bernstein uploaded all these videos onto TikTok and people came oh, for yes. her because they were like, we don't want your like design stealing face tuning, body slimming bullshit over here, mm -hmm. you know? And like Danielle Bernstein to me is like Instagram in human form. So I thought that was a really big moment. And big corporations also aren't welcome on TikTok. Meanwhile, Instagram has been basically ruined by big corporations and influencers. No offense to any influencers who listen to this, but I'm talking like influencer culture, the huge influencers, the idea that it's all about selling stuff to us all the time. Instagram is basically totally chuggy because Instagram yeah. is out of date, right? Exactly. So what did you hear? So you heard the term had been around since the 90s or the, no, uh, the 2000s. The 2000s. Yeah, the okay. early 2000s that, that it existed. And then um, TikTok brought it back. Like they found it and brought it back or something. But um I didn't really do a lot of research. I was just kind of looking it up so that I had at least something to talk about with you. Cause I was like, I know what it is, but um, I don't really, I don't know how to define it. So I was just doing it. I just read a couple articles, um, uh -huh. but who knows, who knows what my, I, I don't have any valid sources. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing to the table here. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say um, this person is definitely, I mean, Gabby Rassen is like going to go down in history. I wonder if she's a Wikipedia yet. <laughs> <laughs> it could be just like that story that's been going around about how like a janitor invented um, the like the hot Cheetos. Yeah, but then it turned out he didn't. Oh, really? He didn't? Yeah, it was like a scam. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, that's sad. I know. I wanted that to be real. Um, so you're starting to see though, as we talk about this, there's definitely some overlap between Chugi and Basic, right? Even though I would say that like. <sighs> It's hard to to just to articulate this without using the wrong adjectives, but in its heyday, basic was like the most popular stuff out there, right? But it wasn't necessarily cool, right? So it's like chuggy is like ostensibly less popular out of style stuff, which mm -hmm. also makes it fundamentally uncool, but also a lot of chuggy stuff is popular. So it's 
they're not the same, but they have many common attributes. Alex Lugger, who is 32, a boat marketer in Springfield, Missouri, said that she self-identifies as a bit chuggy. She said, quote, we were basic in our 20s and now we're chuggy in our 30s, which makes mm. me wonder if if you were by default self-identifying or otherwise as basic in your 20s, are you thou by default chuggy? What do you think? I'd say yes. I guess I th- so, right? <laughs> Did people self-identify as basic? Um, I think that they recognize sometimes that their taste would be considered basic. Like if they have the live, laugh, love um, pillow, you know, or, you know, mm-hmm. they they enjoy the, what do you call it? The Christian white girl fall. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, we didn't make that up. We picked that up from somewhere last year. I don't know. It was like vice yeah, or something. Exactly. We were like huff, huff dying post. over it. Yeah. Cause I was like, I'd go for mm-hmm. that. At that point I was like, I have been alone mm-hmm. and sad and frightened for six months. Please sign me up for Christian white girl fall. It was delightful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, there, there is a reason why like Netflix is trying to become a Hallmark channel, particularly during like the Christmas time, you know, like those things, those things are exceptionally popular. People love those movies, even though they are yeah. kind of basic and poorly produced and the storyline's really stupid <laughs> and you know exactly where it's going to go and it makes no sense, but you still watch it because it's got this like warming, um, chuggy vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, totally. I just want to jump in here too and say that uh, Lifetime movies are superior to Hallmark movies. Come at me if you disagree. <laughs> I, I, I can, I can, I, sure. <laughs> <laughs> As we discussed in the last episode, we use words like basic and chuggy to distance ourselves from things we feel apprehensive about, right? So we talked about basic. It was like, seeming middle class, seeming boring, you know, not being unique. The way you can make yourself feel better is by using the term basic to other people and feel superior, right? I mean, God knows humans love finding a way to feel superior to other humans, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Basic is just one part of a long line, you know? And also like, you know, when you're in like, let's say the Midwest, and there's really the only things to consume are basic. You know, it's, it's <laughs> kind of, it's kind of hard to to get out of that, you know, like, when there's only Starbucks and Chipotle, you know. Yeah, one of the like 9 million essays I read about basic for the last episode, because let me tell you, everyone ever wrote an article about basic in 2014. It was like all that was on the internet, apparently. I don't remember this at all, but I think I was, this was at Nat when I was working at Nasty Gown and have time to read the internet. But apparently I missed all this great content. And one of the writers was calling out, you know, like, hey, I guess my mom is basic because she lives in like Wisconsin and her options for shopping are either Chico's, Macy's, or Walmart. And she opts for Chico's. You've literally described my mother. (laughs) She opts for Chico's, right? Mm -hmm. But many people would consider that basic too. And the argument was too that like in 2014, we were primarily using the term basic to describe young women. But if you took a step back and looked at the things that these young women liked and were consuming, it would apply to most women of all Mm -hmm. ages in the United States. Yeah. It's like if you shop at a mall store and you like Applebee's, you know, and, but that's really kind of what exists in, in those areas. I think it just goes back to this idea of millennials specifically. And if you're like, mm-hmm. if you're in a different generation, you know, holler at us and tell us what you think of this. We're really focused on being unique and special. And a lot it's of like the self-expression movies, yeah, is, yeah. is, is being, defined by what, how you consume. I mean, there's been for a long time uh, this subreddit called I'm Not Like Other Girls or something like that. And they make fun of all of the posts that people make all over the internet that are like, I'm not like other girls. I eat like five pans of lasagna before I go to bed. Or I'm not like other girls. I don't wear makeup. Like that kind of stuff and all the memes and stuff that go with that. And I, I, 
I think we were just so focused on being unique that we didn't see for one that lots of retailers, companies were like, let me step in and sell you some uniqueness, but I'm going to sell it to like 100,000 or 1 million other people too. Right. (laughs) I mean, I think about like hot topic, right? I read this really heartwarming article last year, I think in the New York Times, about how Hot Topic's business is better than ever because they've really gotten into the pop culture business. And you'll go in there and you'll see literally generations of people in there because there's something for all of them. And I think that there's this idea that if you go to a place like Hot Topic, for you know, for example, and you're like really into Rick and Morty and you buy that or you're really into Hello Kitty or anime or whatever else you can buy at Hot Topic, wearing that clothing, carrying that keychain, having those collectibles is a sign of how unique you are that you can show to other people. I mean, it goes back to the rise of whimsical, ironic graphic tees mm-hmm being a way to show people who you are yeah. without holding a conversation. It's like niche marketing and niche products. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, we, I mean, think about like the late aughts and then the oddies being all about selling people a lifestyle, right? Uh, it was like, I'm going to sell you a vision of who you are and you're not like other girls. You're different. You're not basic. Basic people are just like all the other basic people. And it's like, no, basic people just like things that are popular. It's like a cycle. It's like basic people like things that are popular. Things that are popular are popular because a lot of people like them. Like, it's just like, yep. You know? Um, Anyway, naturally, everybody has anxiety about being out of date, off trend, and of course, just plain old. So naturally, the internet is, it's just like 2014 all over again. The internet is filled with think pieces and quizzes about chuggy. Am I chuggy? How to tell if I'm chuggy? Are you chuggy? That kind of stuff. I think it's just how we in the 21st century work out our anxiety about these kinds of things. We write and read essays about it and we take tests on BuzzFeed. Right? (laughs) That's true. We got a lot of time on our yeah, hands. Yeah. There are some who believe that there is misogyny at the core of Chugi, just like it was for basic. But I will say that the biggest rationale for this argument seems to be the inclusion of girl boss. I mean, I have looked up Chugi and they actually like so in some of the definitions, it's like the the girl boss culture is Chugi. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it comes up first, right? Like as a definition. Yeah. <laughs> Girl boss is an integral part of this. And I was like, I can't wait to talk about this with Kim because people still, I mean, man, I still see that hashtag all over the place, Kim. Like, girl boss is still trending. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it feels so retrograde to me to be into girl boss now, especially with everything we know and all the girl bosses we've seen meet their downfall. And I felt we had reached this point where like the curtain had been pulled back and we realized that girl bosses were just like white women who didn't want to care about anyone who worked for them. Right. And just make lots of money. Right. I thought we had seen the flaws there, but this is the thing that always gets thrown out as like proof that Chugi is based in misogyny. Um, I, I pasted this tweet in here from Diane Nora. She says the correct way to pronounce Chugi is my other internalized misogyny prohibits me from allowing other women to like things. <laughs> and I know, and like, I, you know what? I will say that about basic. That was some fucked up misogynist women, hating women, terrible behavior, Right. I don't necessarily feel that way about Chugi, and I'm going to get into that more. It's like negging. Yeah. It seems to me that the main reason people point to Chugi as misogynist is that girl boss is mentioned. And if it weren't on the list, everybody would just be laughing it up. Whereas Basic was so inherently about women liking so-called women things that it was offensive, Mm -hmm. you know, it was saying something that like, I think about a lot too, is like my entire life. I have been 
trying to like things that guys liked because they were somehow better or cooler, right? I can think about that so much when I was younger that like little fair music was not cool, but like, you know, Rage Against the Machine would be. And like you had to go with the more masculine stuff if you wanted to be considered cool as a woman, because really mm-hmm. we just wanted the approval of guys, I guess. Basic is wrapped up in that idea, right? But Chugi doesn't seem to be. Chugi is just about like lack of trendiness. Yeah, it's like it's out of date. I mean, I will say that like what I've been discovering as I dig into Chugi is Chugi is really more about like dismantling the dumb shit that we held up as canon. <laughs> Like Girl Boss, you know, <laughs> like Girl Boss was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and saying that that's lame and dated—that is just in yeah, fact yeah. a fact, uh, and not misogyny. Yeah, exactly. I found this great uh, quote from Rolling Stone in yet another like "What is Chuggy?" article. There's not a lot of name diversity for these titles, um, and the quote was: "On social media, some have condemned the term Chuggy." accusing it of being misogynistic and used as yet another way to bully women. This is misguided. Bullying is what happens when you weaponize markers of someone's identity against them. And if you consider wearing Tory Burch sandals an integral aspect of your identity, then you probably need to take a long, hard look at your own privilege. Misogyny is insidious and takes many forms in our culture, but making fun of someone for posting minion mm-hmm. memes is not one of them. And this is this is really, I mean, I think this nails it because it's saying like, it's 2021 and you still think you're a girl boss. That's your identity. Do you know what that means? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think you need to, to start re- doing some research on what that actually means. Yeah. How, how troubling it has become. Yeah. Yeah. It's really really sad. One thing that Chugi does is it seems to chip away at this idea of being quirky, of being a manic pixie dream girl, of being Zoe Deschanel, of being not like other girls, or of being a cool girl. It also chips away at the idea of the girl boss. It dismantles a lot of the hallmarks of like cute, quirky, unique styles that are all incredibly mass produced, like Converse Chuck Taylors, Conversational Prince, Plant Lady Merch, your girl boss (laughs) mug, which at the end- Anything rosé. Yeah, oh my God, all the wine stuff, yeah. All the wine stuff. stuff, Which at the end of the day, wasn't very quirky and unique in the first place. As millions of units of all of these things were sold, if you want a girl boss mug, God knows- I see it at the thrift oh. store all the time. Uh, there's plenty, plenty out there. None of this is unique. <laughs> it goes back to this idea that uh-huh. like the way the millennials thought they could show their uniqueness was by buying stuff. And what we realized is lots of other people bought the same stuff and it wasn't unique anymore. I don't know about you, Kim, but when I was in high school, one of the worst things that could happen to you is if someone wore the same thing to school the same day. <gasps> like yes. it was like... Yes. I remember absolutely. a girl who had much more boobs than me wore the same bodysuit from the, the Express to school one day that I had on, and I had much less boobs. And it was the most mortifying day of my life. In <laughs> yeah. a life full of mortifying days. For some reason, it really was. It was super troubling. Or like if someone had the same prom dress as you, not that that like happened to me, but this was one of those things that the magazines would warn you could happen and that you should shop at a store that had a registry by school. Which is all of this seems so old timey to me, but like that was the fear, right? And that need to be unique and never show up in the same outfit and all of these other things carried over into our adult lives. And yet we weren't we weren't unique. We're there everybody there are tons of other people out there who like the same stuff as us. That doesn't make us any less special, right? But it just means that like you like minion memes. Okay, not you, Kim. I know you don't like minion memes, right? Okay, no, me neither. I don't. Uh, but, yeah. but so do like a gazillion other people. In fact, minions are really big in Japan yeah. based on my experience. So there's a whole country of people into minion memes. Um, 
as I mentioned, Instagram is at its core so very chooky. It feels dated, ingenuine, influencers, extensions, mm-hmm. diet tea, vitamins for your hair, inspirational quotes. I see a lot less inspirational quotes these days. I, I don't know about you. Maybe I've just curated my feed enough that I don't see inspirational quotes anymore. But God, I used to see all the time inspirational quotes on Instagram. Yeah, I feel like you have to specifically, you have to like specifically follow people that <laughs> that post them. And usually I don't. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. These are the staples of Instagram and have been for so long. I'm sure I probably miss some, you know, there's a lot of chewiness associated with the way that millennials uh, caption on Instagram, you know, like adulting and funny hashtags. And uh, I did a thing today out adventuring, you know, that kind of stuff. And that makes me laugh because there are also entire Instagram accounts and Facebook groups associated with (laughs) so terrible making fun of the way boomers use social media. (laughs) Um, I was listening to a story on NPR last week, actually about this is so so niche about a group that someone had started on Facebook. That was like boomers trying to sell cars on Instagram or something like on Facebook, something like that. (laughs) And like, It is true because I use Facebook marketplace a lot and I can guess a person's age group based on their, how they're listing. It'll be a lot of like, God bless and all caps and weird things like that. And so in this group, someone had shared a post. It was a guy selling, I don't know if it was a car or a part for a car. um, And people were like laughing at it, but then they clicked into it and they realized this guy was selling all of his possessions to pay for a kidney transplant And so the entire group that was there to make fun of the way boomers sell stuff on Facebook raised all the money to pay for his kidney transplant, which is very heartwarming and really cool. But well, actually it's not cool because like, why can't we just like have healthcare that lets us get kidney transplants without selling more stuff? That's a whole other thing. But uh, I thought it was funny that like there have been people making fun of the way boomers use social media for so long. And now there are Gen Z Zoomers making fun of the way millennials <laughs> use social media. I do have to say, I do love re- reading those like listicles of like boomers using social media and like commenting on things. Like, <laughs> oh, they always make me laugh. My favorites, so good, are when like I I always send these when I see them. So every once in a while, I'll like just want to like have a good time, loosen up. And I like to look at the Facebook pages for chain restaurants. Yes, that's, yes, exactly, exactly. Like the Cracker Barrel. Yeah, it's a laugh riot, right? And so let's say the Cracker Barrel will post a status update. Do they even call them status updates anymore? I don't know, but it'll be like, it's (laughs) cheese month at Cracker Barrel. Stop on in and try this, right? And you'll see older people responding to them as if they are personal messages like a letter from Cracker Barrel like thanks so much for letting me know (laughs) hope you're having a good day too (laughs) I'm sure kids are going to be making fun of the way we work with the hologram machine or whatever's coming next (laughs) but real talk millennials kind of spent their entire adult life and their teen years Mm -hmm. on social media. And they crafted a lot of the tropes that we think of as the way you talk on social media. Like you say dumb shit, like adulting, or I did a thing today, having all the feels, that kind of stuff. And it does sound dated. And just a lot of the other stuff that we see on Instagram at this point, just like, the like flawless face tuned, you know, editing of photos and like st- people still post photos of their avocado toast or their coffee. Yeah. You know it. I still see it. Well, Gen Z is rejecting all of that stuff as well as a lot of millennials and Gen Xers who are just sick of all that bullshit. Totally. I think it's really finally tired. Yeah. Finally. I would almost argue no matter how many articles I read that say Chugi is Gen Z's way of trolling millennials, <laughs> that Chugi has less to do with age 
and is more about a sea change in that we're seeing right now around consumerism, racial and class justice, capitalism, and just authenticity. Like self-authenticity. Yeah. Uh, you're probably not surprised to hear that Vice has so many articles about Chugi. <laughs> I kind of got worn out after a while. Uh -huh. uh, they have one article called, What is Chugi? The word Gen Z is using to troll millennials again. Quote, for Gen Z, trolling millennials is about taking on trends they believe don't vibe with the times, like Eminem and JK Rowling, rather than simply dismissing their generation in its entirety. Mm. I feel like it's like they're saying, hey, let's go back to Girlboss, because Girlboss is an easy one to break down, right? Here's a thing that you have been saying as an integral part of your identity for years. And actually it's like not that great of a thing. Right. And maybe you want to break up with that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like calling it out, really like calling out, not just the cultural shift, but the need for a cultural shift. Wake up. Yeah, exactly. It's like, wake up sheeple. That's what the Gen Z's, the yeah. Gen Z's are saying to exactly. us. Wake up sheeple. Well, and I think you're going to see this attitude reflected in a lot of things that are considered chuggy. This list is, I, I was also laughing at this. Uh, it feels less random than the basic list from the last episode. And I feel like, I mean, you're going to laugh. So many of these are Instagram tropes on their own, right? So first off, this is what I know you hate. Golden goose sneakers. Yeah. I have never understood those things. Remember how our boss at Nasty Gal wore yes. those? Yeah. Yes. And I was always like the golden goose person. What is that? But she was like a boomer. Yeah. I couldn't get it either. I couldn't get it either. Um, sneaker culture in general mm -hmm. is considered chuggy, which I love. I hate sneaker cultures so much. Yes. It's so wasteful. Sneakers are so bad for our planet. I hate that people buy tons of sneakers that they're never going to wear. And I think Ugh. I think that the Chugi sometimes does call out the environmental impact. And like I remember seeing like the Hummer was considered Chugi because it's just this gas guzzling beast, you know. So like I feel like yeah. the sneaker culture is also kind of that call out of like, you know, this is just not conscious consumerism. This is just really thoughtless, wasteful, and disastrous for the environment. Right. Therefore, right. chuggy. And, right, exactly. And like, think there are people whose entire identity is based on sneaker culture, mm -hmm. right? They're like, I'm a sneakerhead. And chuggy, like, the Gen Z is saying, hey, by labeling this chuggy, we're saying, like, maybe you want to like disconnect from that. Yeah. I get it. The next one. It just made me laugh. Uh, skinny girl vodka. <laughs> I've, that one was also right up there with golden goose sneakers. I'm like, what? Totally. What, who would be caught dead with this? Oh, uh, I would be mortified. Uh, also, flavored vodka was included in this, mm. which I has been around since well before the millennials. But I have no problem uh, with flavored vodka. I have, you know, personally, I will say that I had a time. It was a very long time ago where I drank. Oh man, this one's really going to take you back, Kim. Oh. Where all night I was drinking Red Bull and raspberry yeah. vodka, and I was so sick, like absolute, uh, for like days. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I just like I'm not a like I if I smelled Stoli raspberry or absolute raspberry or whatever right now, I would throw up for sure. But uh, sometimes they have their place in a nice cocktail, right? Mm -hmm. But like this, this, the skinny girl vodka, like skinny, uh. skinny girl brand. That it's was embarrassing. Right, oh my God, it's so embarrassing because, I mean, it was just, you know, obviously it's like really off color now because, you know, there's just, there's such an embracement of people's bodies. And to, to, to say that you, you have to drink a drink and be skinny. Uh, I mean, you're right. That is right up there with golden goose sneakers. Right up there with golden I, goose sneakers. I do think though, I was reading recently that skinny girl vodka is still selling like, probably bunkers, which makes me sad. Anyway. The next one made me laugh. I was like, yeah, so on point. Neutrogena's oil-free cleansing wipes in pink grapefruit. I remember that. Yes. Uh-huh. I remember that, <laughs> that stuff came out. Also, lasagna and macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Is it because it's comfort food? or I don't understand it. You know what? I Okay. I thought about this. Lasagna is a little tougher for me because I don't 
see that in a lot of restaurants, but think of how so many restaurants yes. glommed onto macaroni and cheese and like jacked the price yeah. up and made it still silly. Um, I think that's probably, that's probably mm. why um, people will tell you that mac and cheese is a part of their identity. Okay. okay. Yeah. This whole <laughs> I, I see. Yeah, I see exactly. And I see posts about this still on uh, Instagram and whatnot. Um, this next one also made me last laugh. Sharing updates on LinkedIn. <laughs> We've talked about LinkedIn before. Yeah, and how there are people who use LinkedIn like it's Facebook, and it's embarrassing. Yeah. I saw a lot of it this week too. Um, of course, hashtag girl boss. Yeah, because a lot um, of girl bossers also share lots of updates oh, on LinkedIn. Dude, I so I hate LinkedIn. Um, it's very triggering for me as an unemployed person, and. I have to post stuff from closehorse.world mm-hmm. on there, specifically when we write about employment kind of related things like work culture, hustle culture stuff, and actually is very popular over there. But uh, LinkedIn will recommend hashtags and it almost always recommends girl boss oh, to me. God. Nauseating. Oh God. Yeah. Look, I see so much of that on there. Yeah. And the, yeah. the girl boss, it's not just hashtag girl boss. It's any sort of girl boss, um, novelty stuff like mugs and and, and t-shirts anything that's like uh, about girl boss is considered chuggy yeah which is yeah. hilarious disney i'm sorry i'm sorry derek but disney is chuggy what about pixar uh probably right i took a step back though and i was like okay disney you know doesn't treat its employees that well doesn't pay them that well uh furloughed a shit ton of people and laid them off during the pandemic. And Disney is about just like rampant consumerism. Mm-hmm. I still love Disney bland, but I, you know, I can see, I can see the problem with Disney, right? French bulldogs and calling them Frenchies. I mean, French bulldogs are, I, I actually I was talking to Neil about them last night because I, I noticed that. And, you know, they are a really like, it's a problematic dog because they have like, it's not really supposed to technically exist because their heads are so big. They have to get um, C-sections when they're born. Oh, you know, like they're, yeah. like, it's not like an actual, it's not a dog that, you, that can, <laughs> it, it's just, it's a very problematic breed. Um, and, yeah. you know, supporting that, is, sort of supporting that, that type of dog is supporting um, this weird consumerist industry around dog breed culture so yeah, yeah. And I do remember when they when yeah. they were like a really trendy dog. Yeah, I had this horrible coworker who had one, and it was always biting people. And anyway, she's a terrible person. So it all adds up to me. I remember there were <laughs> there was a few at at Girl Boss, and I remember at they Girl were Girl Boss at Girl Boss Company. Girl Boss Company. I'm so sorry, Nasty Gal at um at Nasty Gal, and they were in. They had like their own. Um, Strollers. That's right. I know one of them was really elderly, but one of them wasn't. Mm. Yep. At it was a time. Nasty Girl. They had they had strollers with dogs in them at Nasty Girl. <laughs> um, another thing that is chuggy is prom. And uh huh. I actually was reading about that, about how like millennials made a really big deal out of prom. You'd have to have the really elaborate like prom invitation and a fancy dress mm. and getting the limo and getting your hair done, getting your nails done. And Gen Z is like, that's just like a bunch of consumerist wasteful nonsense. And I was like, huh. all right, I get it. Do they not go? I don't know. Also prom is really anticlimactic. So yeah. yeah, I watched enough movies and read enough magazines as like a young girl and a tween that I thought you had to go to prom or you would regret it your whole life. I think I specifically learned that from, pretty and pink. And so I went and yeah. I was like, prom is stupid. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I liked the dinner beforehand. Yeah. That's nice. Right. Go to, go to some Olive Garden or whatever. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, you know, it's a special occasion, right? Next on the list is a brand that I actually hate. And that is Supreme. Mm. Um, I can't think of any redeeming qualities for Supreme actually. And they're owned by VF Corp now. So they're not even like some cool, like small brand that's edgy. Um, 
And I just keep thinking of all the times I've seen people just permanently waiting in line to get into Supreme. I feel like I'm excited that Gen Z rejects Supreme. Uh, Next, this one's going to hurt your feelings, Kim. Herbal essences. Oh, yeah, because you know how much I love herbal essences. I thought this one was random. (laughs) Like, like I haven't used herbal essences since I was a teenager. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, what about Pantene Pro-V? Is that also... Is it also chuggy? Uh, exactly. I've definitely used way more Pantene in my life. Um, the next one made me laugh. Denim jackets. Uh, which, oh. you know the type. You know the type yeah. that's always wearing a denim jacket. Next is your favorite, rosé all day and <laughs> wine o'clock. Uh-huh. All the wine memes. I know. It makes me so sad because I would go to market and there'd be booths and booths of places selling t-shirts that said things like that. It's wine o'clock somewhere or like coffee, yoga, dog walk, rosé or something dumb like that. Yeah. Oh, um, almost famous. The move, the movie. Yeah. Apparently that's chooky. What do you think about that? I have no comment. (laughs) (laughs) I know that one mystified me. I'd love to hear anyone's input on that. It must have been maybe like some sort of cultural thing where like it got was really kind of popular during this time period for like Gen Z kids that it is just really triggering for them or something. Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. Um, Friends. I get that. I get that too. So did you watch Friends when it was on TV? I did. Yeah. I watched it a little bit. Yeah. I, I didn't really because I just I didn't have a television for a very very long time but I've seen it obviously like I, I was telling someone else how most of the friends I've seen is in other countries because it's so wildly popular globally and I was doing an interview last week with a friend of mine who is a plus size influencer and she was talking about how like the whole like fat Monica thing. Oh, yeah was really scarring for her. And I was like, okay, friends is canceled. (laughs) Like, Mm. like I was like, I I get get it. Yeah. Um, Here's one of our favorites, pumpkin spice. Mm -hmm. Still continues to be. (laughs) It's like the flavor of the 21st century. (laughs) It it is. It is. It is. Guys, pumpkin spice season is just around the corner. Yes. I'm aware it's, it's may. Um, Next is, the office which i still actually kind of like but i get it i get it it's overexposed maybe i don't know um uggs bringing ben back from the previous episode this one made me laugh flat ironing your hair oh yeah have you ever gone through a phase with that uh yes of course yeah it was such a thing right god but like a long time ago yeah it's and it's terrible for your hair um live laugh love coming in strong (laughs) Victoria's Secret Pink. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. Hands down. And you know what? Millennials, it's your fault that Victoria's Secret Pink was as big as it was. Okay? I mean, I'm sure Bath and Body Works is also on here. It's not, but it ought to be. <laughs> it's, it's, it definitely, yeah, it definitely exists in the same sphere. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Did you hear that Limited Brands, now called L Brands, is actually spinning off Victoria's Secret and Bath and Body Works into their own companies. Oh, no. I assume that's because the rest of the company is doing so poorly. Like, they probably want to protect those businesses. Yeah. That's just my guess. Um, Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Because like I said, Bath and Body Works going strong, even in 2021. Uh, The next one hurt my feelings because it's something I love. Frozen yogurt. (laughs) Fro-yo. Fro-yo is good, okay? Mm -hmm. You can pry it out of my hands. I'm keeping it. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, succulents. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. Mason jars. Drinking out of one right now. Yeah, me too. I mean, whatever. <laughs> They're great. They, They're the great. is really nice. I like them. Yeah. You know what? I get that maybe a lot of the Pinterest weddings ruined mason jars. But they're multi-purpose. They keep your food fresh. They help you go more zero waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they make great glasses. So yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear it. Um, stickers on your MacBook. 
Huh. Do you have stickers on your computer? No. Yeah, me neither. I'm always like, I think it's just like residual from growing up where my mom would get so mad if you put a sticker on anything. Yeah. And I also don't want to like waste a sticker. You don't waste stickers. You don't Sorry. waste them. Okay. Got to hold no, on you don't, to you them. You don't stick them anywhere. No, no. You got to put them away mm-hmm. and never use them. Exactly. Some <laughs> weird sticker nonsense that we still <laughs> left over from the 80s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like sticker um, hoarding. Yeah, yeah. It's like how we all learn to be hoarders, basically. Yeah. Um, gender reveal parties. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been invited to one of these? No. No, me neither. I, I think people automatically assume I'm against them. I mean, it, it's funny that like, I mean, but like in a not funny way that this year alone, there have been multiple deaths because yeah. of gender reveal parties. And I, <laughs> I so just, dangerous. I know apparently gender reveal parties are really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like fires have been, been, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. It's crazy. Wasn't there a wildfire that was started yes. by gender? Yeah. I mean, this yep. is like, I'm fine with canceling gender reveal parties. I don't understand them anyway. And it just seems like another wasteful thing to do. Um, white claw. <laughs> Yeah. I Which, to that. be fair, it's not the best boozy seltzer. There's been so much better innovations. Avocado toast. There you go. There she is. The reason that no millennials can afford to buy a house. If you, That's according it. to my father in law, <laughs> um, Harry Potter. Yeah. I know this yeah, one will the, hurt what, a what lot of people. What house are you in? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've literally been in work meetings where we've had to talk about that. Mm. <laughs> um, and then, like, using words like doggo and okay, adulting. I hate those. I Me hate too. that word. Kiddo and doggo. You know what I hate is when people are like, nom, nom. Oh, nom, nom. Or nom. Oh, the worst. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the worst. Yeah, we, we got to <laughs> stop with that, guys. Nom, uh, nom. I do I do hate when people are like, I did a thing. And I'm like, mm. ugh. Or so- it me. Yes. Oh. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. The next one is very awkward for me to say out loud, which is large felt hats. Oh. I will be sitting around in my large felt hat, eating mm-hmm. some froyo, having the time of my life. Watching the office. With Kim, <laughs> and we'll be drinking out of mason jars, and it will White be <laughs> great. Yeah, exactly. Minion memes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I've never, I've never seen any of those Minions films. I will tell you, and I'm not going to reveal any names here, but I had a really horrible boss who was just like a major bully, just a terrible jerk. And she was obsessed with Minions. And for me, that solidified that I would never be involved with anything Minion adjacent in my life. <laughs> like... Even her birthday cake had a minion on it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it just didn't sit well with no, me. No. Chiggy. <laughs> it's chiggy. Okay. Well, well, now you're probably like, okay, well, what's on Chuggy, right? Like, it, all these other things that we love or know of are canceled. Well, thrifting. hmm Making your own clothes. Mm-hmm. Being anti-capitalist. So far, I'm like, okay, this mm-hmm. is great. I, I'm on board. The next one is random. Levi's jeans. Because oh, it's authentic. Authentic, yeah. Home decor that isn't from Target. Also authentic. What about um, Ikea? It wasn't mentioned, but I think that's interesting. Where do you think Ikea lands here? I would say Chiggy. I think so too, right? What about yeah. West Elm? <laughs> West Elm, I don't know. I, it could be Chiggy. What about Home Goods? Home Goods home is, goods is, is. Chiggy. It's Chiggy. Because there's too much live, laugh, love there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, handmade things, which, Ooh. okay, I thought that was interesting because wouldn't you think Etsy is kind of Chiggy? Like, Oh, it's so much, with so much live, laugh, love, and girl boss, mm-hmm. right? Um, but ostensibly, there's lots of handmade stuff on there. So I thought that that was really mm-hmm. interesting too. But then I think about all the small makers and upcyclers who aren't on Etsy, who are on Instagram, doing really cool, sustainable stuff. And I think that's more 
what they're meaning here. So I guess when you, the bigger picture here, and once again, this could just be wishful thinking on my part, is that Gen Z seems to be rejecting a lot of that idea of like consumerism equals persona, like that pattern of the millennials to associate who you are as a person with what you buy. But I don't know, maybe I'm being falsely optimistic here. I keep thinking of like all of those years and years that we were hearing that millennials weren't into stuff and they only liked brands that had a cause. And it's like, you look back now and you're like, yeah, none of that was true. Mm. What do you think? Do you think Gen Z is going to be better? Gen Z, I think they are better. They do expect a lot more from brands. Um, But they really do believe in consumerism for the sake of self-expression. And Mm -hmm. obviously it's being unique and doing special things, but the self-expression can, can mean, you know, you have your hydro flask, that self-expression is that you live in a more sustainable lifestyle, but it's still, mm-hmm. it's still essentially consumerism, but it's being much more conscious about it. I'm not saying mm-hmm. everyone's doing that, but, um, but also, you know, like for example, parade that underwear line, you know, they're extremely popular amongst the Gen Z crowd because, because they, um, they embrace self-expression but also, um, you know, all body types and they give back to Planned Parenthood. And um, but it's all about wearing these this underwear that's completely the opposite of Victoria's Secret. Right, right. And that's not tricky. I mean, I, mean, I hate Victoria's Secret. I, can't, I mean, like, I've always thought that it was terrible. Yeah. Um, since maybe like in high school, I was into it. And I always thought it was so wild that so many millennials, and I would say the younger millennials, really loved pink. Yeah. I thought that was so interesting. They do. They love pink. And actually, the Gen Z loves pink also because it's got this kind of 90s quality to it. Which is interesting because if the idea of Gen Z is that they want to reject all of these like horrible, broken concepts and brands and patterns of behavior seems like they would definitely dump Victoria's Secret for being just like a super toxic company totally. you know? of, of just only having like these these supermodel angels at, you know yeah. like that's the only body type that that you that you will even like consider as being attractive you know so of course Gen Z will support brands that that um that have the same values as they do mm-hmm. and that, that, that's, that support a lot more um, diversity and inclusion. Um, and that's where we're starting to see a lot of, you know, growth for, for these types of brands. Um, and then the other ones are being considered chiggy because uh-huh. they, they don't have the same values. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause like Victoria's secret is so inauthentic. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's interesting to see them. I mean, I know their business is actually really terrible. So who knows what will happen to them. But um, it just makes me wonder when I see things like that, then I'm like, okay, maybe Gen Z isn't the great hope that everybody thinks they are because everybody was saying similar stuff about millennials. And then we started buying huge boxes of clothes from Zara. Right. And so I I, I mean, I, I want to believe the world is changing, but I will say that like, I do think it is, but it can't be like, oh, just let Gen Z handle it. Like we need to make the change too. Exactly. Yeah. You have to. um, Yeah. Everyone has to have the Gen Z mindset. Um, Not necessarily have to be of that, that age, but it's, but that's, I mean, that's what Gen Z is doing is they're like, wake up, start thinking about what you're doing. Start thinking about what you've been doing for the past 10 years, 20 years. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'd love to hear all of your thoughts about this. What do you think? Are you are you chuggy? Can you think of other things that fall into that category? Do you disagree with me and think it's inherently um, misogynist? Go follow Chug Life on Instagram so you can <laughs> yes. actually see visuals of what we're talking about. Yes, I can't believe I forgot Chug Life. Please check it out. <laughs> we'll help you out a lot, help you understand. Uh, you know, I wanted to say that I really wanted to find a bunch of like chuggy 
memes to share with everyone on Instagram. And like, I couldn't find any, but if you wanted basic memes, I mean, damn, the internet is still filled with them. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe Chuggy is still in its early stages. I think like, it, I guess we'll see if it sticks around in a year from now. Exactly. Maybe Chuggy. Well, everyone keeps saying that Chuggy is Chuggy. So <laughs> there you go. Well, that really makes you think, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess we'll have to like put a pin in this for like a year from now and see if it's still relevant because as we discussed a couple of episodes ago, a lot of the like trends of the early pandemic have come and gone as well, you know. Uh the uh Tiger King, yeah. is that was that what it was called? Yeah. Gone. Couldn't even remember the name of it. Yeah. No one's baking <laughs> bread anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, no one's wearing a blanket exactly. as clothing. Bl- blanket fashion shows, <laughs> or like the pillow, uh, the pillow fashion shows. Yeah, yeah. Now it's all hot vac mm-hmm. summer or whatever. Um, so yeah, maybe Chugi will come and go. But it was exciting to talk about something that felt both nostalgic and current. Well, I guess that's all we have for you. Um, we'll we'll be back. Thank you. Bye.